And I remember I kept waking up and they were kicking me in the head repeatedly. And they're all wearing like Tim's boots. These are big fucking like, like, uh, gangster dudes. And they were all gangsters. Like I found out later on, a few of them had warrants and everything like not good dudes at all. Uh, but I remember they kept knocking me down. I I guess I kept getting up. I don't know, like whatever kind of crazy strength I had because you were were last samurai. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just knew I was going to die. Like I'm like, I just remember thinking in my head, the only thing on the ground. Yeah. If you stay down, they're going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Like they almost killed the other guy. And now you're that guy. Hey everybody, Tom Goss here, uh, host of Leaving the Tribe, a uh, new episode with Andrew Pupa, one of my uh, oldest friends. Uh, we start around the same time down in Orange County, uh, been genuinely just one of the best people I know, uh, wish I was more like this dude, um, phenomenal guy, and uh, we, we talk about bunch of different stuff we we have more more uh more funny stories on this one than than we usually do on leaving the tribe uh but we we get into some heavy stuff too um you know ranging from his childhood to i mean he has such a crazy story you're about to hear about uh about a fight that he didn't want to get into <laughs> uh and uh that he's lucky he lived from and it's it's pretty it's pretty nuts um but follow him on instagram at the running joke uh, he has a Twitter too, but he, he said he, it's mainly Instagram for him. Uh, but I, I believe that his Twitter is Andrew underscore pupa, but, uh, definitely follow him on the, ru- the running joke on Instagram. You can follow the show at leaving tribe pod on both Twitter and Instagram and me at Gus Gus six on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, Let's see. I got some. Uh, I got some shows. Shows approaching. Um, so this weekend, the uh, God, what is this weekend? It's the weekend before Thanksgiving, twenty second, twenty third. I'm at the Chicos and Clovis, so Central California people, come on out to that. Uh, and then December fifth, I'll be in Messina, New York, at Del Mar. Uh, December sixth, I'll be in Montreal at the Turbo House. December seventh, I'll be at uh, in Syracuse at what was it, Jack's Reef, and December eighth, I'll be at Ottawa for Avant Garde Bar. And if you live in that area, please, please come out because I'm taking like a pretty much a twenty four hour flight, <laughs> so I can make this trip affordable uh, out to those areas. So uh, all you, all you Canadians, even if you don't live in the area, tell your tell your friends to come to. Uh, those stand-up shows i've only done one you know i did a festival in canada it was one of the most amazing experiences i've ever had so the bar set really high for canada although i will say it was on the complete other side of the country um so who who look if you want it to be a good show you 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 have to come out for it um i have a patreon that's the other thing uh so um if you have five dollars, you're like, ah, I don't know where to put this five dollars. Go ahead and uh, subscribe to my Patreon. Um, if you can't, absolutely understandable, but it definitely really helps me. Uh, it allows me to to you know it 
do this regularly and it makes life considerably, you know, uh, I don't have to do as much uh, manual labor in order to get by um, while uh, pursuing this this career. So it it, it really does make a huge difference Um, if you do have the extra money. But if you don't, completely understandable, no judgment passed. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, I think, I think that's about the intro. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, it helps the show and please enjoy this episode with one of my best friends, Andrew Pupa. Good. Andrew Pupa. All right. Dude, you're, uh, I don't usually start by saying your name. Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. You can just jump in, whatever. Yeah, I noticed that you do like the intro, like this, like is the meat of the the episode. Right. To start, yeah, yeah. Got to got to get a get a hook in there. (laughs) You're like, oh, why is? Oh, they're so interesting. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut to. It's mostly us just talking about fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, dude, you're one of my. uh, You're one of the first friends I made in comedy, man. And uh, I'm so excited that we finally get a podcast together. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, same, same. Yeah, Uh, we're like legit my oldest friend in comedy, and uh, like one of the only people I make it a point to keep up with. Like, I know. Yeah, I, like, I do that with you too and I'm so that show, should show you how bad I am at keeping up with people. Yeah, no, same. same, <laughs> yeah, same, same. It's, it's, we hit each other up like every like 3 months to make yeah. sure the other one's not dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyone else die? No. Yeah, awesome. No, cool. Okay. We're still good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still got a big nose? Yep. yep same. Yep, same. Still, still freaking still out. Still going to yep. try to kill yourself? No, good. Yeah, okay, yep, we're yep, keeping yep, that. Yep, we're yeah. keeping that quelled. Good. Yeah. Tom's alive. That's I'm always happy. Yeah, dude. It's uh there's somebody early like before before, do you remember the Halloween party? Dude, I, I will never forget that. Tom, <laughs> oh, man, for all you people out there who know Tom, uh, this is a very Tom story. Uh, you, We were playing beer pong, and you yeah, didn't well, have an for, outfit. First, Yeah, first it was Halloween. It was Halloween. It was Halloween. I was dressed as a monkey. My girlfriend was dressed as a banana. Uh-huh, and Tom because didn't have a cute relationship. Yeah, yeah. We were trying to play off each other doing a whole couple thing. sold out for love. Thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, and, and Tom, uh, sold out for, he saw a broom when he started getting intoxicated and decided that he was a custodian or a master of the custodial arts. And he was going to win every game of beer pong at this like OC house party. Yeah. It was so funny because when we started out, you were carrying the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got too drunk because I was sober and Mm -hmm. then I got, I got drunk enough to, you won the first two games, yeah. and then what would we go, like 6-0 or something like that? It was bad. Like yeah, we, we, we got <laughs> incrementally more drunk, and as you got more drunk, you got better, and I fell off yeah. completely. But you won us the first two games, and yeah. then, or the three, and then I won yeah. the next two or three. And then you started just sweeping the ground. You're like, we're sweeping you. We're going to sweep you. We got the sweep. And then, and then the best part was when we were leaving, you were like blackout drunk. And you didn't <laughs> want to give up the broom. They they knew the way you said it is like they knew you were gonna try to steal the broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all knew. Like they were watching you all night. They're like, That's my mom's broom, Tom. And I was like, Yeah, no, no, don't worry. We'll we'll give it back. Right. And they're like, Tom still has my mom's broom. And I was like, Yeah, no, no, I can see that. I'll, I'll get it back from him. Like they were sure you were gonna steal this like ten dollar broom. Well, I kind of vaguely remember I remember You wanted it. 
Remember trying to throw up in the bathroom, which I don't think I did. No, you didn't. You ended up throwing I did it, up it, yeah, in no, the car, in I, a bag. <laughs> your, uh, your girlfriend's car. And you actually, it was like a gentleman's throw up, to be honest. Like, we gave you the bag and you nailed it. Like, there was no spray. It was perfect. I was trying so hard. Yeah, it was I good. was trying so I don't want to ruin your girlfriend's car. Oh, my car. God. That was fantastic. I'll never yeah, forget that. But I just remember, I have the memory of just an entire family at the door yeah. waiting for me. Well, and this is funny. <laughs> like, they it, were going like, to do a citizen's y- arrest. Y- yeah. Yeah, you, you would think, like, we're talking OC house party. You would think that we're talking about, like, bros and everything, but it was no. a family house party. Yeah, so it, was it was a family, like, yeah. This, this, this comic, is no longer, he's not a comic anymore. He was doing stand-up for a minute, and his girlfriend invited us to the party. And we thought it was going to be like, oh, it's going to be like a party party. And it was, but it was her and all of her family. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was nobody. We, we only knew, like, four right. people there. Yeah. And then we just got annihilatedly drunk and acted and, like and we owned the just, place. Just ruined everyone's yeah. time on the beer bar yeah. table. And you kept on trying to hide a full-size broom behind your back <laughs> when you were leaving that. Like you were gonna be able to just sneak out and i was like tom just put it down and you're like i'm the custodian like it was like a chris farley sketch gone wrong where we like couldn't get you out of the house without this broom but you also have like like super strength like like you're a guy who like you're like oh he could probably take care of himself but like when drunk you then like have this like kung fu grip and I well, had to like, no, like coax what, it out what, of your what hands. What it is is when I'm drunk, I don't get nervous about being too much for people yeah. in terms of like, I'm very, I, I'm very aware of my strength, so I'm very, I'm very, I'm always holding back just because I know that I can accidentally be way stronger than somebody. Yeah. But when I'm drunk, I just will walk through anything. Yeah, like a brick wall. Or, yeah. And you, like you, like usually you're like seven out of ten, Tom, at all times. And then like when your inhibitions are gone, like. 10 out of 10 Tom. Yeah. And when 10 out of 10 Tom comes, you're like, you're not getting that broom from him. Right. And like, <laughs> I think Lizzie finally got you to like, just be like, she was like, Tom, we have to leave. And you like put it down for some reason. I don't know if you just hit the level of like Lizzie blackout. Lizzie just Jane Goodall'd me yeah, into giving yeah, up yeah. the broom. And I don't know if you just like blackout to the point where like you reset again and you just put it down. And <laughs> you like, know what it probably was? It was probably like, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, I'm sure you just got I, so I sick that it wasn't funny anymore. The vomit and yeah. the broom, yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, man, I was extra, uh, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were extra the, AF, as yeah, they would say. You yeah, were, dude, that was that was, that was great. Uh, that was uh, yeah. We gotta we gotta we gotta do something like that. Oh again. man, yeah. Now that you're back on the w- the wagon, we <laughs> can we can go out. Yeah, now that <laughs> now that you're you're back on the wagon and you're degenerate like the rest of us, we can go function and uh. And go for some drinks. Again. Yeah, I mean, I was I was at a at Karma Bar, the last Karma Karma Bar. I know, I didn't even fucking know. I had no clue. I, you look, didn't. Everything I mean, in my life has been dying, <laughs> so I can't <laughs> announce. I can't announce everything. <laughs> like everything is going away. I can't just keep making posts about everything dying constantly <laughs> in social media. How's your I dog mean, doing? Huh? No, I was just kidding. I was yeah. Just, Oh, oh no, no, the lizard died. The lizard? The, my, my dad's lizard. What about died. the parrot? Like, oh, the parrot died last a couple <laughs> years Jesus ago. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Got, they, How's parrot, your dad? Uh, the, the, the he was really loved the lizard. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus, he was Christ. loved about the lizard. Uh, oh man. But yeah, I yeah, I gotta keep making social media posts. Yeah. About just a sadness party. Yeah, just you know, but it was a. Uh, so yeah. what happened there? Like they just couldn't do it anymore. They were just like you were. You were going to be up here, and you're like, I, I got to be done with this. No, it was uh, there. The bar's closing. Oh really? Well, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Everyone I mean, knew that was going to happen. It, I mean, yeah. uh, a, a dive, a dive biker bar in, in South Orange County is yeah. going to be were, tough to keep. They were, they were my people though. Yeah, I got. Oh, I they're got, good people. I got pretty. Well, it's so funny there. I saw you got shirtless. Oh, I got. I that is a ten out of ten, Tom. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That was. This is that, pure that made Tom. me realize I need to start working out again, dude. That was a, <laughs> such a rough. I just. Uh, I look like I, I look like a snowman orgy, like just, just fucking lumps in places that should not be, and just so the, I don't know if it was the lighting on the photo, but <laughs> so fucking white. I love how you talk about the lighting. It's not that you like haven't been dieting and you've been treating your body like garbage. You're like the lighting in there is just well, you know no, how the lighting is. I've never is. looked that white before. Oh yeah, you were translucent, like it was. Bad. I've never looked pale. Yeah, I fucking tanned, so I was like, mm-hmm. wh- who? Yeah, what, that can't be how white I am without a shirt. There, I mean, there's there's spotlights in there, so you can't, you can't <laughs> unless you're real like Dan. You're gonna you're gonna show up real light. Right. Yeah, but I was just like Jesus. I gotta I gotta start working out again. And you, yeah, that's that's the only comedian I know who like takes care of themselves and their their body consistently. You do yeah, ultra. there's only a, there's only a few of us weirdos I think that like don't want to die soon. So we're like we're I know I really. Yeah, I do like the ultras and stuff, but it's yeah. honestly just because I'm terrified that I'm gonna die tomorrow. Right. And so I just started this crazy thing, and I've just been like, "Well, what if I die tomorrow? I gotta keep this right. up, you know." Which hilariously, exercising that much is where it turns back into being bad for you. Again. Yeah, yeah, I'm right on the edge there, yeah. teeter tottering every well, you day. You do the hundred mile marathons. You you ran into a bear one of the times. Yeah, the- yeah. So I the the way it started is. Before I turned 30, I had like one of those like quarter life or midlife crisis moments yeah. where I'm like, man, I'm going to die soon. So I got to do some stuff. And uh, and so I just said, I think like three months shy of my 30th birthday, uh, I was like, I'm going to run a hundred miler. Uh huh. And that's not how you do it. Uh, right. That's usually you're like trained for like six months or a year or you like build up to it. And I had run 150 miler before. And then I was like, screw it. I can do this. I can double it. Like, yeah. I, I've never come close to that. And uh, so I signed up for one and my girlfriend's hometown, like out in Colorado. And it was, I, I did all the dumb things. Like, I signed up for a race with no time to train. Uh, I didn't know the area at all, really. It was up at 10,000 feet, so you're at elevation, so you should be really tired off the bat and train up there. Right, right. I didn't do any of that. Um, yeah, because I played, I did hockey tournaments up there as a kid. Yeah. And I remember we had a practice before the first game, cause yeah. I, which I thought was like, oh, that's cool, but I don't mm-hmm. know if that'll be necessary. I was at one point lying down on the ice wheezing because yeah, was yeah. so fucking thin up there. Yeah, and so uh, I found out about that. I was like right beforehand. I was like, oh, I should go up there for a day or two ahead of time. And luckily, I actually don't get altitude sickness really much at all. It doesn't oh, affect okay. me. So I have a real bad headache the first day. Take, you know, some Excedrin migraine and then overhydrate and I'm good to go. Yeah. I just am lucky that way. Uh, everything else is unlucky, but that is lucky. And so I, I went up there. I stayed there the night before. And I felt good. I was just like, I kept on repeating in my head, like when I got tired, I was like, this is so stupid. No one's making you do this. You're an idiot. Yeah. And like, it was most like, almost like laughing at myself the whole time. So I just stayed happy, like right. the whole time. And it took me like 29 hours and some change to finish this thing. But it was funny because in the first like- Do you sleep? No, no. Uh, we can get that on the other one, but uh, like this other crazy race I did recently. But so you don't, most people don't sleep. You could sleep, I guess, if you want, but there are cutoffs. Like, you have to make it to certain areas by a certain time or you're out of the race. Right. Uh, but in the first, like, 10 to 15 miles, I was like, oh, this is easy. I got this, whatever. And then you kind of hit lows. It's like like living several days in one day. Yeah. And uh, I just remember 
in the first 20 miles, I saw a wolf. I saw like, and it was majestic and it was like cool. And I was like, dude, that's my wolf. And there was nobody around me. And I'm the only one who saw this wolf. And I was like, cool. And I just moved on and I just kept running. And so I was running. The wolf didn't follow you or anything. No, no. He just like, like jumped across the meadow. And like, I was like, cool, a wolf. And like put that in the back of my mind, saw a wolf, cool. And uh, I moved on and I got to like midnight. I think I was about, uh, it like rained a ton and it was fine. And uh, so like midnight, I was running around this lake and I heard like a huge splash and people have been talking about bears all day. And I was like, oh my God, it's a bear, it's a bear. So I started running as hard as I possibly could. And I like, I mean, I'm gunning it. I'm like 60 miles in. I've never run this far in my entire life. But did you see the bear? So I'm sure I'm going to die from a bear. I know it. And so I run and run and run. I get around this lake. I bomb it up this hill and I get to the next aid station, which is where like they have food and water replenishment and everything. And I go, hey, man, you got to call somebody. There's something out there. And he's like, oh, there's a beaver that lives on this <laughs> lake. He keeps fucking with everybody. And every time he hears you coming, he slaps his tail. And because it's so wide, it echoes. So it sounds like a huge crash, but it's just this one tiny beaver. <laughs> and so like I almost shit my pants. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, everybody's been overblowing this whole bear thing. It's fine. So I run another, like, 20 miles. I stop, have a cup of, like, black coffee, like the shittiest black coffee I've ever had in my life. Uh, I throw back some water, and I get going. And, and how I, many miles into this? Like, this? 80 miles. So, like, Jesus. so I've been going for a good 24 hours at this point. Yeah, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, and so, like, I have, like, new life. Uh, it's, it's still really dark. It's about 4 a.m., and the guys at the aid station were like, hey, you're going to hang out, like wait for the sun to, you know, come up and get some rest. And I was like, no, man, I could do this. I'm going to finish this in under 24 hours. Like, I'm going to do it. And they're like, all right, man, cool. And it was my first race. So they were like, this guy's a fucking animal. Awesome. Yeah. I take off. I'm probably about like three miles out and it's across this plateau. So I'm like 10,000 feet up on this plateau and I start running. And uh, the way it works is like, it's not like... <sighs> It's a defined course, but they're just flags in the ground. Like you would have, like if you had like one of those dog fences, like the uh-huh. invisible fence. Right. And so I'm, I'm following the little light, and I just have my headlamp and my hand lamp, and I'm just running, you know. And all of a sudden, I pan my lamp, like my light over to the right, and I see a thousand big, pound a brown big beaver. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> this thing is massive, and like you think, like oh, like I know it's how a big bear? a bear is. Yeah, yeah. And there was uh, so on top of the 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 plateau or the mountain. There are like cows and stuff. So like, because it's like an open like farm area. Like people own the land, so they just wander far. Like cows. So at first I thought it was a cow, and I was like, "That is a bear." And it was so big that it blocked out the farm fence behind it. And I, what happened was, I the reason why I panned my light over is I could hear like a meh, and I like what sounded unmistakably like a baby bear. Yeah. And I couldn't like now I saw the mother. I have no idea where the baby is, but I know that the only time the bears are really aggressive is when, when they have they, yeah, babies. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I'm like, I'm fucking dead. I have no energy. I've been awake for tw- 24 plus hours. Right. I And I'm like, well, uh, if she wants to kill me, she can. And so she stood up and like pounded the ground and like huffed at me. And I like st- just stood there and I kept my light on her. And then she stood up again, and I just took off as fast as I could. And I was like, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to go down shooting, you know? Yeah. And uh, I ran, and I was, like, Blair witching it. I thought for some reason I could just, like, cover my lights. And she would, <laughs> like, not. Wanted, yeah. yeah, like, she couldn't smell <laughs> me from two miles away. And uh, and I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And 
I like almost tripped and I hit one of the flags and I thought she had me. Like I hit the flag with my hand and just threw it like 20 yards in the air and like fell down to my knees and like looked back and she hadn't moved. She didn't chase me for a minute. Yeah. But now I had like another 15 miles to go and I had no energy. I was done. And so it ended up the last 15 miles took me like seven hours or something insanely slow because I was just like, well, fucking, I'm alive. You burned the sprint on the <laughs> yeah. bear, yeah. And the funniest thing is I crossed the finish line, and I was, and I told the people at the next aid station, and the problem is, too, you're spread out in this point. Like, yeah. there's, there are people around the race, but there are people, like, ahead of you and behind you, and I think I was in, like, seventh place or something, and out of, like, 30 people, it wasn't, you know, these races aren't usually huge. And I can't figure there's a ton of people that want to go. Some of them I really, yeah, some of the yeah, races are I have another friend who does them, and he tells me the community is actually pretty yeah, small. Yeah, it's, it's... Like, you guys usually all know mm, each yeah, other. Yeah, it's like an underground community. Yeah. Uh, but the crazy thing is, so, like, I get to the next aid station, and I'm like, hey, there's a bear up there, but it's already been so long. Right. So, like, somebody could be dead behind me. I have no clue, but, like, yeah. I'm not going back to tell anybody about the bear. Oh, like, hell no. So, I just go, uh, and I guess some other guy had been training on the mountain, and he... Ran into the same bear, and but she chased him, like chased him off the plateau, and he he was fine. He was in the race, but like, so she was like, that was her territory. Yeah. And so I got lucky, like she just let me go. I guess. Right. But I finished across the finish. She probably line. thought you guys were the same person. Yeah. She's like, oh, this guy again. Yeah. And she's like, well, he didn't kill my kid last time. Maybe he's okay. Why? Yeah. So I crossed the finish line, and I'm like, oh my god, I survived this bear. It was crazy. And my girlfriend's dad goes. Oh man, that bear's scary, but I would have been more afraid of the wolves. And like it didn't hit me that like we all know that wolves travel in packs. Right. So like there was no way there was just one wolf. <laughs> like yeah. I only saw one wolf. That was a scout. Yeah, and he was like he was like, Yeah, no, I'd be way more afraid of the wolves since they've come back here, they've been around a lot. Right. And like I just had no idea. Like I just didn't think about how scared I should have been. But yeah, so that was that was my first hundred miler and I've just been doing crazy shit ever since when it comes to running. I just like I'm yeah. into it. But I mean, that's cr- I mean, was that the most afraid you've ever been in? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. There was a race that I did. Uh, there's this thing um, called the Barkley Marathons. It's on Netflix. It's a big deal. There's a West Coast version of that that's called the Baldy Marathons. Uh-huh. And basically, you do five loops over Mount Baldy that are all off trail, and you have to like navigate through GPS or like through a map and compass. And, like, make your way up over the mountain, and you have 60 hours to finish 100 miles on the mountain, and something like 50,000 feet of elevation gain, which is the equivalent of, like, climbing Everest twice in 60 hours. Yeah. And so I did that, and last year when I did it, a cold front came in, and it was like a cold snap, and it got super cold, and it had been raining, and all of a sudden it dropped to, like, it went from, like, 60 degrees during the daytime to, like, 20 degrees at night and freezing rain, and so I actually ended up with hypothermia and frostbite. And uh, my fingers didn't like come back from the frostbite for like six weeks. Did you did you finish? No, no, nobody finished. So only three people have ever finished the race at all. Oh uh, wow! And so uh, this past time around, I got a hundred k in, so I got three loops in. Uh, but I would have timed out, so I'm going back in May to do it again. <laughs> so I'll I'll be back there in May. So that'll be interesting. So I'll start training for that soon. But yeah, dude, it's yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that. Uh, that you do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's I might start doing push-ups now. Nice, uh, nice. <laughs> like, well, it's it's funny. Well, there's no one. There's yeah. You you definitely. It, it's just so funny too because you're very humble about it. You're a very humble guy. Uh yeah. I mean, I just I don't know. Like there's no like like who are you if you're like like oh, I rode a hundred miles. Like who are most you impressing? People, most people. But like who, who are you impre- like? 
like you're gonna impress like ten people, and other ones you're just like another CrossFitter who's like, guess what I do? Like nobody wants yeah. to listen to that. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I do it more because like it keeps me mellow. Like when I'm not running and I'm not active, I'm a psycho. Like I'm my girlfriend like must love more when I'm really active because right. I can get out of my head. Yeah. And I'm much more calm when I'm injured. Like when I hurt my knee before, I hurt my back. I am intolerable. I'm a piece sure, of shit. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so like I just kind of figured out like with my like psyche that like the best thing for me is to keep moving all the time. Like you know, like I literally wake up super early in the morning, you know, work my day job, and then I'm right to the next like mic or show or whatever, and then running in between. No, and I you, just you got do it motor. again. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. a motor, which will be that that'll be good for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 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 serious yeah. because you gotta you know I mean. It's very easy if you can maintain like I, I mean this is my poor transition into your <laughs> podcast so you can plug it but uh, yeah, no, yeah. generally you got to have a schedule and got to maintain it and stuff and if you're able to maintain fucking running this is such a poor attempt I'm no it's good it. no it's good you're the doing point, great the, this, the, is the, the, this is a, this is a, this is what I would call like a big you know big market tease like right into it that's good. A <laughs> big market what? <laughs> Tease like you're you're building it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, if you want to, if you want to feel like you ran a hundred miles around Mount Baldy, listen to your bi- viral viral. Yeah, load. viral load. It's a podcast I do with. Uh, there's this, so it's kind of weird. There's an epidemiologist who from San Fran, uh-huh. um, and my my girlfriend actually uh, knows his sister, and just uh-huh. happenstance, they used to listen to this other podcast called "This Podcast Will Kill You," uh-huh. and it's all about like diseases and what happens. And uh, her brother is an epidemiologist, which is basically people who study disease. And he, she was like, oh, my friend told me about this podcast. And he listened. He's like, I've been wanting to do this forever. And I think I can do this with a little bit of a twist because, like, theirs is very straightforward about, you know, exactly, like, medicinally, like, what happens, how it spreads and right, everything. Right. And he likes to take, like, weird twists on, like, 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 for instance, our first episode is, like, anthrax in the Arctic. And it's how like anthrax is making a huge comeback in the Arctic, and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I didn't even, I thought anthrax just like came in like letters in the mail to like yeah. U.S. senators. Like, like you have no idea, but it really like is like in these frozen death pits in Siberia, and because of like global warming, they're making a comeback because like everything's getting exposed. And so he does a ton of that research, and so he's like, I'd like to get that out to people. But I'm uh, a professor. Like, I love comedy, but I don't know. And he was like, I'd like to have a comic on it. And so his sister reached out to my girlfriend, Lizzie, and was like, hey, does Andy want to do a podcast with my brother? And so legit, we, like, talked on the phone for, like, an hour. I was like, this is fucking great. Yeah, I'm in. Like, I work in the medical field during my day job. So I was like, fuck yeah. And uh, we met once. And then we went up. I went up to San Fran with um, my buddy Jason. And we did, like, six hours of recording, threw down, you know, the first episode. We'd only know each other for, like, two hours just brainstormed and went through it and then we just recorded uh like four more episodes last weekend and so yeah we just put out the second episode today so yeah that's awesome people should check it out yeah no did did, uh i mean it's uh it's cool that someone's doing it. That sounds. I mean, that sounds. It's yeah, if you're into death and weird destruction of diseases and you're a hypochondriac, yeah, yeah. If you're a hypochondriac and you think you're dying every five minutes, then uh, you'll be so totally into it. So yeah, no. Yeah, um, but yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. Man, that was. I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling pure remorse for trying to make that <laughs> No, I actually. Earlier. That was the most Tom transition ever. Yeah. Like there's Speaking no. Speaking of a thing that's nothing related to it. You know, here's a different uh, thing. You know yeah. what's like running is running a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that was literally what your brain did. You were like, you're like, wait, is this tape running right now? Is the podcast running? Am I talking? I, I, I dude, that I was know. Good. I was, I was trying. I was trying no. to make it smooth. Valiant failed, effort. That was good. I wouldn't even called you out on it. I'm glad you called yourself. I out. needed to call 
myself on. Oh, I, man. I, I couldn't. I couldn't have anyone actually believe that. That's. I thought it was the same. <laughs> I couldn't have anyone actually think that, that, that I that thought endurance it was running and endurance podcasting yeah, were the same I, thing. I couldn't. I couldn't. I you were like one time. Me and the Mutant Boys did ten hours of podcasting, and it was the same as running a hundred miles. So yeah, hey, <laughs> that's what your brain did. Yeah, yeah, and it is. I mean, honestly, like I, I bet mentally you're more spent after like. A live like event like that for hours and hours and hours on end. Oh, I I don't. I, I don't. bet you no because I'm, I'm used like I'm used to the shit. So like I'm, I bet you that you put in just as much energy like for, you know as oh, like a like I a small you. like me running a smaller race like a hundred miler that's ridiculous like uh-huh. that just destroys your body and nobody yeah. needs to do that. But like yeah, I mean you're conditioning yourself, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? No, I'm an athlete. <laughs> yeah, you're I'm you're an audio you're, athlete. <laughs> athlete. <laughs> yeah, audio yeah. athlete over here. Yep. Pretty soon. Yeah. You know. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, you Were you always an athlete, like, as a kid? Uh, so I was athletic. Uh, I don't know if I was an athlete. I was more of, like, a skateboarder growing up. Uh-huh. Uh, I was always, like, kind of in shape, and I was kind of fast, but I didn't... I think because my, my brother was kind of, like, the, like, overachieving athlete in uh-huh. the, the family that I kind of, like, underplayed wanting to be an athlete. Right. It was that thing, like, if I don't try that hard, like, I can't fail. Yeah. And so, like, I was always just okay right, uh, right i just happened to be phenomenal at baseball because like when i was like i don't know 12 i could throw a baseball like 70 miles an hour like i just oh, wow. like have a cannon uh i could just chuck a baseball and so that was kind of like oh my god like you know uh my dad was like oh my god he can like do things and then i just like never fulfilled that you know right. <laughs> for him right uh so so like i played football in high school and just like regular kid kind of sports but i was never like i didn't run at all i didn't start running until i was 21 yeah like i just you know up one day and i was skinny fat and after work one day i was just like my friend asked me to go for a run and i'd never gone for a run like right. a poor person would go for a run it would seem super foreign to me and i Most went east coast yeah running I've ever yeah heard. and uh and so i was like okay and we like we used to work an overnight shift i was i was going i was working ups overnights the shit job uh and we got out at like 4 a.m. And he was like, want to go for a run? And I was like, well, I'm not tired. So we would try to go for a run. And I got like 100 feet into it. And I was like winded. And I was like, what? I'm a fat? I don't know why winded. Yeah. And like, because you always correlate like if somebody looks out of shape, then that's somebody who can't run. Like, you know right, what I mean? Right. But it's not that at all. Like, you're, you just condition no. your body. Like, there are guys who are much bigger than me who could fucking run me under the table. Like, well, they could just... Yeah, dude, I remember being fat and being able to knock out six miles without dude, really a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I was and I was fatter than I am right now. Yeah, and that was actually the probably the most. I think maybe what humbles me the most with running is I think when I did my five my first five k, uh-huh. and right around the my parents were there, and right around the corner of like the the final turn, I was throwing up, and this big dude just fucking barreled past me, and I was like, "You are shit. You are nothing." Yeah, <laughs> and I like wiped off my face and like kept going, and I looked like a rock star for my first one, but then I was like, "Oh, I need to get better at this. Like yeah. I can't." Like stay at this, right? So, you know, right, right. But yeah, yeah. You um, you were surrounded by athletes though growing up. Yeah, yeah. So my my brother was an athlete. Uh, like a lot of his friends were like super into. Sports. So we were all like into sports. Like if you grew up in Boston, you can't not like sports. Like you're a weird fucking guy if like yeah. you're not like super into every like the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Bruins, Celtics. Like if you don't know every player on the team, like you're a loser. Like they were like, "Are oh, you gay?" Like that was that was the East Coast connotation like at the time, and still very much is. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so like I was really into sports, but I just didn't like. Tr- 
I, I don't want to say I didn't try because when I was on the field, I wanted to do well. Yeah. But I just, I just didn't think it mattered. Like my dad was super into my brother's sports, so right, I kind of just right. took a back seat. And once I took a back seat, and I was like, nobody's paying attention. Why am I even doing this? Yeah. You know. And so I was like, all right. And I kind of, I, I joined punk bands, and I was in a punk, like a pop punk band for like five years. Uh, and that's like some of my closest friends still. Right. You know. And so that's what I relate to on the East Coast, like. All the like jock kids and everything, I was friends with them because I kind of like went between the two. Uh-huh. But like those other friends are like friends for life, you know. Yeah, I, I go back all the time just to see those people. The punk, yeah, the punk scene. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. The hardcore scene, like those kids, like it's huge. I mean, it was way back when like like six oh three hardcore mafia, like all that. Like there's like Boston Beatdown, which was like went viral before viral was a thing, and people were like trying to buy the tape. Right. Uh, and and so like that's the kind of scene that it was but everybody even though it was like the most brutal thing ever most people were straight edge so like nobody drank so like we weren't bad kids we were just like we like were a big gang of people who all sure. hung out together so there it wouldn't be abnormal for like 60 of us to hang out at once and like go storm like an applebee's or like <laughs> a, or like an ihop at like midnight yeah you know uh so that's more what i gravitated towards like without you know uh, with like sports going by the wayside. Once I was like, eh, I'm done with this, you know. Uh-huh. I went towards that. Right, and that was that was that was your community out in Boston. Yeah, for there. sure. Like a lot of people are really close to their family, and I love my family, but my friends, even out here, I gravitate towards my friends versus my family. And it's not sure. like that I like devalue them. It's just that I have always you have been more of a connection. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. So that's kind of how I got into that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when it. Uh, when it, by the way, I've I've started to listen to me, like uh, music from that kind of, not that scene specifically, but yeah. I got I I found uh, uh I, I've, in the last like six months I've gotten into Fugazi and Minor Threat. Okay, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's old school, old school, like old like school like, like, like hardcore like, pop, pop, like hardcore punk. Like yeah. that's like like slap shot and stuff like that. I could see you look like somebody who goes to like those concerts. Okay, yeah, like you could you could literally just get one of the old shirts from like my friend Dave. Like you're about <laughs> the same size, and they would just assume that you've always listened to them. Like I could see you at like a, dr- a Gorilla Biscuits like show and just like throwing down. Or, I like, don't know terror. what that is. Yeah, There's yeah. a band called Terror that I think that you would like. Sure. You literally would be in the pit there, and you'd be like, "He's been here." Yeah. <laughs> like you could just walk into any of them. Like there's always that guy who's about your size about your build and like you were like he looks nice but he could do anything right now <laughs> like just completely like a wild card yeah yeah uh, i guess i am somewhat of a wild card i wanted i wanted to ask you uh about um uh the big fight and we've we've talked about yeah. this before yeah so was this before or after or during the 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 like the punk scene heyday so this was after i actually like so my friends a lot of them uh one of my friends ryan was in uh a band off with their heads like they're a pretty big punk band out uh-huh. this way they're out this way and uh, my other friend uh ryan is in like the van glacier and they're like these big bands that they're in now and they're doing extremely well but like i kind of phased out i was a singer in a pop punk band and there's only so much right. you could do with that right and like unless i want to be like a 30 year old guy trying to start pop punk bands in southern california like i miss the wave you oh, know those and those people exist in I'm glad yeah. that you've, you've chosen a better life than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, uh, those guys are punk still, adjacent, still around know? wearing those tight shirts trying to f- yeah, f- yeah. finger 16-year-olds uh, I, I, I will band. still say one of the best decisions I ever made was to not gauge my ears. <laughs> I sat down. like I, <laughs> I sat down. Fucking insane. I sat down shears. in the chair and I was like, 
this is a bad decision. I'm not going to do this. You know, yeah. I'll get a tattoo instead. Nobody will. Yeah. You know. There's nothing wrong with gauging ears, but you don't have the head. for. No, no. Ears. I have. If ever anybody was listening, picture uh, if Adam Sandler got in shape. My head is shaped <laughs> like that, uh, like like less fat face, but very much the same volume and uh, length of head. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, sorry, you said, uh, oh, the big fight. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. so I, I mean, I've never been a fighter. Like I can't. I, I can take care of myself because my brother and his friends like picked on me when I was younger. So right. like I'm wiry enough. So like if you looked at me, you're like, I'm not surprised you can fight, but like with that nose, why would he? It's gonna yeah, like shatter. You, you can scrap, but you're not For you're sure. not a fighter. Yeah, I'm very wiry. You're also just one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire Thank you. Yeah, life. no, I try to I try to maintain that. I can like and it's it's nice that what? you know me now because like I could when I was younger, I could just snap. Like you would, if you knew me. I like still do people that, try to though. bait me into it. Like every once in a while, when my friends get me drunk or something, they'll try to bait me into it because they're like, oh, "I want to see that guy. I want to see that guy again." And I'm like, "I don't. I never yeah. want to see that guy." Yeah, again. Uh, that's that's so weird because no no one I'm I'm friends with have ever wanted me to be angry. Yeah, no. I think they think it's fun and playful for a while until like you just like. But my thing was, I wouldn't hang out. I would like flip the fuck out and then just disappear into the woods and like nobody would see me for a couple hours until I calm down sure. and then like come back. Sure. But uh, no, so the fight, so the big fight was uh, so right before I moved out here, um, my it was my birthday and we were going out in Lowell, Massachusetts, which uh, I, I should have known already. Um, Is it like a bad area? Uh, no, but it's like uh, Lowell's not the nicest area. It's it's built up now, so it's nicer. But uh, it was it's a mill city, so it was like just a rough like crowd, gotcha, you know. Gotcha. Uh, and so we went out downtown because we lived. My, uh, I lived in an apartment with my friend Bill for a while, uh-huh. and he was like, "Let's go out, man. We gotta celebrate your birthday." And this I'm not is a big you and him, or you and your brother. Me and him and my brother came with us. Gotcha. And gotcha. my brother had, uh, had was like off and on drinking, but he was on at this point, and so we all went out. And uh, I didn't drink very much. I had like a drink, and then like I started, a, like I had a second drink, and I was starting it, and I was like, I'm just not into it tonight. I just want to chill out. Uh, I'd already yeah. decided I probably wanted to move out here, and right. so I was like trying to figure out some shit. Um, and so we're leaving the bar, and my friend Bill went to go get his truck, and it was just me and my brother. And we're walking around this corner, and I see this kid leaned up against a truck, and this other guy, like, he was on the ground laying against the truck, and at first I'm like, oh, that guy's passed out, and then another guy just kept on running up and kicking him in the head, and, like, every when time... you say running up... Yeah, like, steps and steps, like, 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 if you saw a kicker about to kick off a football, and, uh-huh. in, in, like, in the NFL, and you're like, oh, I see what he's doing, this guy was teeing off and kicking this kid, and the thing was, he wasn't just kicking him in the head. Every time he kicked him in the head, his head would then recoil and hit the truck. And I'm like, this guy's going to die. Like, not only did he lose the fight, he's going to... How did his face look? Uh, Not that bad. He kept on, like... The kid was, honestly, like, this kid had sucked at even kicking. (laughs) He was, like, he was a shitty kicker. Uh, like, was he hitting like the side of his head? So it was. It was a. Yeah. No. He was very much. Uh, who's the guy from the Ravens who like shanked it? Uh, that guy. Um, but like he just kept. He kicked the kid, but he was kicking him on like the side of the head. Yeah. And so, but every time he went to go wake up, he would like lift his head, and the kid would kick him again. So I grabbed the guy, and I didn't try to fight him. I grabbed him and like bear hugged him, and I was like, "Dude, you won. I don't know what happened, but you won. Right. Calm down." And. Uh, did he? Was it just him and the guy, or there were other? People I, I don't there? know. He was just, he was a pretty big dude. The guy who was yeah, kicking him in the head, yeah. and the guy who was on the ground was like, 
your size, but like much slighter, like no muscle sure. tone, like just sure. a tiny guy. And I'm sure that guy probably deserved a little bit of whatever the fuck happened, but I have no idea. Sure. To, to that extent, nobody Mo- deserves to most, die. Most fights, it's like dancing. It takes it takes both people. To yeah, be, yeah. But like, but, th- but at this point, like, the time, but, but yeah, yeah, and nobody deserves to die from no, whatever no, like no. like bar fight happened. So I grab the guy, and for a second he stops, and I'm like, fucking good, it's done. And he ran up and kicked him again. And I was like, what the fuck is your problem, man? Like, what the fuck? And he's like, dude, you want to go? And I was like, dude, you're going to fucking kill this guy. Yeah. Do you want to go to jail for this? He's like, you think you're tough? You think you're tough? And uh, I was like, dude, no, wh- whatever. And my brother was right next to me. And I don't know what came over me, but he went to go lift his fist to hit me. And I've never thrown a punch in a fight since, like, I beat up this kid named Greg Goggins in, like, first grade. And that's the first right, fight in, like, right, right. like 25 years. And I broke his glasses and I cried because I was, like, afraid that yeah. I was going to get in trouble. No, that's the type I've of fighter similar, I am. I've like, done a similar You get thing. emotional when you start fighting. And so the kid went to go lift his fist and just reactively I threw a punch and I one punch knocked him out. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was, but I wasn't proud. I went, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. He was going to kill this guy. And then I looked around, and I saw that all the big guys around him were all his friends. And it was just me and my brother. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't mean to. Like, and But I just saw so I'm like, all right, well, I'm fast. I can fucking run. And so I start running, and I get like halfway down the street. And I look behind me, and my brother had fought the other guys. And I was like, <laughs> are, you, fucking, wait, are you serious? Yeah, he just stayed back and was fighting people because that's, if you saw my brother, he's just like, dude, he looks like Mickey, what, what Mickey Ward. What sport did your brother play? Uh, he played football and like, okay. like and basketball and stuff. He he looks the exact opposite of me. Okay. He's this, so I'm Irish and Italian and I got all the Italian and he got all the Irish. Yeah. He looks like Mickey Ward. Like, he's a built guy but he like, fucking chain smoke cigarettes. His face looks like he's been in like 20 fights. He's just that type of dude. He's, he's, like Southie in one person. Gotcha. And uh, and Southie for the for for people South Boston. Yeah. yeah. So like just which basically, which is the that, that's the uh, you like them apples guys. Yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, like fucking, oh fuck you. Yeah. yeah like that yeah, whole yeah. thing. The stereotypical yeah. dumb. Everything you think about that. My brother works construction. He is that yeah. type of dude, and right. he's gold hearted. Like one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't mind beating the fuck out of some people when he has to. Yeah. And so he thinks I'm gonna get beat up. So he just grabbed two with the guys and just started beating the shit out of them like <laughs> and i'm like and he's not huge but like my brother just looks like he knows how to fight yeah he's just one of those people you can just tell with certain people it's yeah a bad like idea mm-hmm, yeah and he has red hair like we look exact opposites he has red yeah. hair light skin i have like olive skin and like black hair like we look like we're not brothers and so i am like fuck i have to run back and God, now I have to fight more people. I don't want to fight anybody. I just knock this guy out so this other kid doesn't die. And I start to run back, and the guy goes, yo, you you hit my friend? And I was like, dude, he was about to kill that guy. And while that guy was looking at me, somebody sucker punched me from the side of the head and knocked me out. Yeah. Like, I don't remember. Like, so then everything after that was in, like, like basically, like, freeze frames. Yeah. So I ended up, uh, I saw, I remember we were in front of this coffee shop that I used to go hang out with like all the time when I would like write and do shit, I would go there and my friend who worked there, her car was parked outside and she drove like a Ford escape SUV or whatever. And I remember I kept waking up and they were kicking me in the head repeatedly and they're all wearing like Tim's boots. These yeah. are big fucking like, like, uh, gangster dudes. 
and they were all gangsters. Like I found out later on, a few of them had warrants and everything. Like not good dudes at all. Uh, but I remember they kept knocking me down. I, ca- I guess I kept getting up. I don't know, like whatever kind of crazy strength I had you because were, you were last samurai. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just knew I was gonna die. Like I'm like, it, I just remember thinking in my head, the don't only be thing on I, the ground. Yeah, if you stay down, they're gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. Like they almost killed the other guy, and now you're that guy. Yeah. And so I saw the car, and I was like, if I can get under that car, I can hold on until the cops get here. And so I guess I like dove under the car and was holding on to the undercarriage while they're like trying to kick under the car and pull me out. And so like I owe my life to this tow truck driver pulled up really close to the car to squeeze them out so they couldn't get at me and like pulled out the club, you know, like the tire yeah, thumper yeah, yeah. and scared them off. And so they jumped in a car and started going, but we're in downtown at like 2 a.m. when all the bars are letting out. They can't leave. They ghost ride their car and just fucking take off. But because uh, the cops had already been called, the law was there, they identified them by my blood all over their boots and all wow. over their clothing. And so they all ended up getting arrested. Uh, one of the guys went to jail because he was on probation. Another guy ended up getting probation. And the other, uh, another guy, I think, got off because they couldn't. But the craziest thing is mob mentality is real. So not only were those guys kicking me in the head, they said people were filing out of the bar and just kicking me. Like just like people were just like kicking me, like like just jumping in. And they weren't friends with those guys. Like they were just like, fuck this guy and just like started hitting me. And so my friend said at one point I had like eight guys kicking me in the head. And I probably got kicked in the head like 50 times. But I must have been like covering up quite a bit. I ended up having some bruises on my arms. Yeah. But I, I, I'm thinking like I probably did okay to like ward them off or whatever. Right, I don't know if you I shelled up. I probably didn't punch any of them again. Or I might have, but I don't think I had the wherewithal to like actually physically fight. I think I was just in defense mode. Um but I ended up splitting my lip open so wide that they had to I, I went to the hospital um, uh, the, the ambulance took me to the hospital. I held my own neck in place when I woke up from being blacked out. Cause I was like, Oh no, I don't know if my neck's broken. And so the EMTs got there and they were like trying to put, cause I used to work as an EMT at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And so I was holding my own neck in place. Cause I was like, Oh no, I don't know if I have if like you move it after it's broken. You become, yeah. And I mean, right? at this point, if like they had broken my neck, I probably would have been dead by then. But like in my head, I'm like, I have to hold my neck. I have to hold my neck right, in place. Yeah. So I'm sitting there bleeding profusely, apologizing to my friend for bleeding on her car. She had like my blood handprints all over her car. They used it, it as like much. they used it as evidence uh, in the case against the guys. There was blood on the door of the coffee shop because I guess I tried to get in there. Like when like I just my brain was just like get in somewhere, get in somewhere, and uh, and so it was just insane. There was like blood everywhere. Um, so I held my neck. I got to the the ER and the doctor was there. I was like, you're a plastic surgeon, right? And he was like, nah, I'm just going to suture you up. I was like, please, just just tell me you're a plastic surgeon so I can let you stitch my face because it's right in the middle of my face. I just need you to tell me. <laughs> and he's like, well, I did one rotation in plastics. And I was like, cool, stitch me up. And uh, so he stitched me up. I still have a, a picture of like just my whole mouth wide open, just destroyed. Uh, and I missed work at my job. And I called them and they thought I was drunk because I couldn't make words because my tongue was so swollen. My lip was so swollen. Yeah. So uh, I had to prove to my boss, like the newspaper clipping showed. And it actually is pretty cool. I wish I could find it still. I think it's gone because they like took it down afterwards for like for the case. 
Um, oh. But it was like two brothers take out like gangsters in like it made us sound so fucking vigilante and cool. <laughs> but like we were just like two guys who just happened upon this kid. And uh, and yeah, so those guys ended up like in trouble. But I ended up, you know, my face is I still have a bunch of scarring under my lips that sure. like will never go away. But yeah, I mean, I, I was so lucky to fucking live through it. Like yeah. I, sh- I should have died for sure. The amount of like kicks to the head. But I ended up I had. Like a like a grade two concussion or something. I had to go back a few times because they thought I had like bleeding, um, but I in my brain and like, but it ended up being fine. I just had like migraines from like the residual concussion. Yeah. But I went back to work like two days later because like I don't like I have this weird thing about missing like anything. So I went to work with just stitches all in my face <laughs> and in my mouth, and they were like, "What are you doing here?" And I was like, "Well, I don't want to like lose you money." I thought and, I was drunk. Yeah. And so they believed me because I brought in the newspaper clipping and they were like, oh, shit, you weren't lying. And I was yeah. like, no, I got kicked in the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, they were like, you, well, you sounded woozy. And I was like, I got kicked in the fucking head. Yeah. So, uh, but it worked out, you know. I ended up, like, a few months later, I put in my transfer papers to come out to California because I was like, I'm fucking done <laughs> on the East Coast. Like, I had, I mean, you kind of got, st- I got stuck in the same rut where I had gotten out of a relationship and then I was like trying to date and I was getting drunk all the time and I didn't know what I was doing. And then that happened. And I was like, you know what? Let's get the fuck out of here. And so I finally packed up all my shit and just, I gave two weeks notice of my work, took two weeks vacation and just drove cross country by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much when I met you. Yeah. You met me like, um, like a couple months after yeah. I moved out here. It was probably like six months after I moved out here. I started doing comedy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean that's that's fucking crazy. Also, that kid could have. I mean that kid, from what it sounds like, I mean they could have killed that kid if you didn't do anything. Yeah, and the crazy thing it is, it sounds that, like they didn't care whether or not they were gonna kill anybody. Yeah, and I guess the cops said they identified that guy, but he was too. He must have known them because he was too afraid to press charges. So uh, I, they tried to get me to fly back and press charges against them. Um, half the half the charges got dropped because I was now living in California. Right. And they were like, well, if you pay for a plane ticket to come back here, then we'll reimburse you forever. And I was like, like, like a year late, like, we'll figure it out when the court case is over. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking spend money to come see these pieces of shit. Just like throw them away or don't. Yeah. And uh, like, I don't care. I don't live there anymore. You know? And I think uh, two of the guys got off in the end. And one of the guys ended up in jail for something else. Like, I mean... His Facebook page, I looked him up because they gave me the names of the guys, and he had his baby and a bunch of bankrolls of money. And I was like, oh, he's a drug dealer. This has got like, he might as well have advertised like I'm a bad guy to the police. Like it was literally just like his baby, a bunch of money, and just like, fuck everybody, I'm rich. And I was like, well, he's going to go away for a while eventually. So just, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I always, I always think about that because you know what, you know what I find interesting is a lot of people talk about how in bad situations they're gonna do the right thing, but very few people. I've seen a lot of people talk a big game and then when the chips are down they do absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think, and that was a situation where you, I mean, you only thought it was the one guy, but the one guy was. Bigger yeah. Than you. Yeah. Well, dude, these guys were like, and I'm not even trying to. Oh, these guys are big dudes. Like, he's a way bigger guy than me, and that's why. Like, first of all, I wouldn't fight anybody, but like, I'm not gonna fight that guy. He was like six yeah. three, big fucking dude. Right. And I just connected on one marath like miracle punch. Yeah. That'll. And that'll. Happen. It was like, and I'll like, I'll forever be like, yeah, you got one in me, you know, like right. so. Like, I know I can do that now, which is kind of nice. Uh, but I think because I worked as an EMT and like I, uh, I like have helped people in that instance. I think probably my like medical background and that kind of thing 
like I think I've always like been like okay I think I can do the right thing in the right situation uh, and I, my reaction time is fast but I think that probably helped because like I've always done uh, like stuff like 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 that I I was I'm lucky like, enough like what like uh, like for instance uh, I was like mountain climbing with my 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 stepdad and some people we were like hiking up a mountain in New Hampshire and he slipped on the ice and he started sliding towards like a cliff and I just jumped and caught him and like caught us both. But like I didn't think about it. Like <laughs> like I didn't think that we'd both die. Are you serious? Yeah, like I didn't think that there was a chance that I could die. I was just like, I can catch him, his head's gonna hit this rock and he's gonna die. And so I just like instinctually jumped and caught him. And like everybody afterwards was like, Oh my god, like how did you do that? And I was like, I don't know, I just fucking did it. Like I didn't yeah. like I think my brain just turns over. You right. Know, I don't think I don't think I really process things. I just see like what's the worst case scenario. And can I do anything to prevent that? And if I can, I, I think my body, I just react naturally. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's just like instincts, like from from being an EMT or from being whatever. But like, it's just in my head that's like, hey, that really bad thing could happen right now. Let's stop that. Right. And uh, probably one day it could get me killed. But like for right now, I'm I'm two and zero. Oh, you know. Yeah. So, so like I could very easily be zero oh and two, but it's just like happenstance, you know. I mean, that's, yeah, that's still, that's fucking crazy. You jumped off a cliff to save. Yeah, it, I mean, I didn't jump off the cliff. Like, so, so. <laughs> Who the fuck are you, dude? Yeah, so there was a, there was basically like a sheet of ice and we were, we were climbing up and we have like crampons and stuff, like basically the spiky things for the bottom of your feet. And we're hiking up and he just lost his footing. And we have like packs on because we're like, like uh, long distance backpacking. And uh, I just jumped and like there was a rock. And so he would have hit his head on the rock and just like yeah. slid off. And I just basically like cradled the rock so he wouldn't hit it and then caught him, you know. So it wasn't like I was cliffhanger off like the side. Sure, it was sure. just that the inevitable was 20 feet behind us was a cliff and he would have ended up dead. And so like I was like, all right, I can do something like, you know. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. Yeah. I wish it was like very Stallone-esque where I caught him with one <laughs> hand and I like hung there for 20 minutes. And I was like, look at me. I'm all this man. Like, right. But that's not exactly what happened. It was just uh I was, I was lucky to to catch that at the right time sure. or I would have also gone and then I would have been like well that was a bad idea. But you think you think that comes from being an EMT? I think it comes it, You like, don't think before you were an EMT you would react the ways you reacted. I, I don't know like the way I grew up like I'm I mean we we've talked about it before but I grew up in a household that wasn't exactly like like a cookie cutter home. Uh, yeah. And like bad stuff was happening all around me. My dad when you was say like bad stuff. Like yeah, my dad was uh, like an abusive guy. Like he he never beat us as kids, but him and my mom were in a very like volatile relationship. She, uh, you know, was had, was drinking all the time, probably to deal with their you know uh, marital instability or whatever. But she had that going on, and he had like rage. Yeah. And I to an extent have it too. Like I get rage, and that's why I know that I have to do certain things. Like stay calm all the time yeah. because I know I have that like in my DNA like that just goes through people you know uh, but when I was a kid I I think maybe this is it might be that I internalized like I used to when they were fighting everybody else would like run and leave and like go to our neighbor's house but I would pretend to sleep like because I didn't I was the youngest and I didn't want to process it and so maybe now because like I didn't like do anything when I was like four and five and six like maybe now like I think if I ever actually went to talk to a therapist they'd be like oh it's because you like deeply repressed so many things yeah uh, and that's why you want to like help people now um, but that's the only thing I could think of is like maybe it's me being like hey from now on you're always gonna do something and not that like four or five six year old Andy could have done no, fucking anything he, he, to my he like couldn't he couldn't have done anything yeah. but that doesn't change the fact that that's how you process yeah it. so I think a lot of that has to do with that you know that kind of thing like growing up like 
in like a rough situation and uh, like always having friends. Like m- my, me and my best friend used to go back and forth. We had similar like upbringings. And so like I'd stay at his house when nights were bad. He would stay at my house when nights were bad. And I think just growing up like that, like greater appreciates for like things you can do for other people once you get out of that situation. Yeah. And so I think now that I get out of that situation, like whenever anything comes up, I try to to do something to no, help out somebody else. That's really, that's really interesting. When did you, what, so, I mean, if you, your friends were dealing with that kind of stuff too, at what point did you realize that that wasn't normal? Was, yeah. I, I was going to uh, say pretty soon. Cause I mean, even, even if you're the weird fucking kid on the house, like the, the block, cause we lived in like a, a circle, but it was, so the little town that I grew up in had like a north side of town and a south side of town. And the south side of town was like the poor kids. And yeah. the north side of town was like the rich kids. It was very like other side of the tracks, minus the tracks, you know? And uh, and so we grew up pretty poor, but I didn't know it for a while. It was like working class poor. It's not like we, we didn't like live in a trailer. But right. like, like it wasn't far off from like that type of lifestyle that you'd think. Like my parents were both, you know, kind of in and out. Uh, my dad was always, like they were always... My dad was a construction worker, so he made enough money to get us by. So, like, if you didn't live near us, you'd probably be like, oh, they're a working-class family, like, blue-collar. Like, he's a little shabby because he always had, like, uh, like shaggier, like, like shoulder-length hair or, like, kind of, like, not unlike, like, your hair right now, uh-huh. but, like, a little bit Don't longer. Like, your dad. like, a little bit longer. No. Uh, like, <laughs> similar builds, funny enough. Similar build. Uh, and height. Similar build, similar hair. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But uh but less like fighty, you know. Uh you know, at least towards my mom. Right. <laughs> um, well uh, I haven't met so her far. yet. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean you could want to knock her out when you see her, but I'd hope not. Yeah. Uh, especially this many years later, you know. Um <laughs> she's quite old. Uh but yeah, so I like I think when so when I was growing up, like I think our, our neighborhood was very used to us, but I think later on in life everything started dawning on me that like happened back then like it was crazy like we were pretty poor and then you know there was all that going on and then when my parents split up uh it was crazy like they broke up on my birthday like their final day was on my 10th birthday like they split on my birthday and like my dad called and canceled my birthday party and like my mom took me to chuck e cheese with my best friend anyways i was gonna i was gonna say what when one of them left did they blow out your candles yeah yeah it's exactly for for sure like i'll never forget it my dad had his friend uh like call and pretend to be my mom to cancel my birthday at Chuck E. Cheese. <clears throat> Just very petty stuff because they were infighting, you know, yeah. they're, they're dealing with their shit, but like taking it out in a way that was very right. destructive. But at the time, I'm sure they were just thinking about like, they were I want to hurting each other. Yeah. 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 And so, but it ended up being cool because my best friend, Anthony and I went to Chuck E. Cheese and just were ballers the entire time. Uh-huh. And so, uh, we ended up having Cause, to, cause your mom probably was like, okay, I'm going to be the, fucking best right yeah now. yeah and we if ended anything up out of spite yeah for yeah. sure like she spite took care of me and he spite like like did Tried stuff like that it, yeah and so i think when those big blow-up fights were happening and i went to one of my other friend's houses and i realized i was like oh this doesn't happen everywhere okay and then as i got older i was like meeting friends from other parts of town and going to their houses and i was like oh you like each other oh like you like having like this you know like i just didn't know how different it was like i remember realizing like once when my mom was drunk she gave me 20 dollars for the ice cream truck because she was like hung over and she just handed me a 20 and i was like 
this is the most money I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And yeah, me and my friend yeah. went and bought everything on the truck because <laughs> like, I'm an <laughs> asshole. And I didn't know that like that probably caused a fight later on that night because like she gave her $20 to the kid, right. you know? Um, but like that's type of stuff I didn't realize until I was much older. Like, oh, this was not no, like, I think when I first started dating actually was when I found out how different it was. Because like, you were meeting girls' parents and stuff. Yeah, and they would act like we were on dates, and they'd be like, "Oh, well, what are your parents like?" And I'm like, "Oh, actually, like," and I try to think back, and I'm like, "Oh, I shouldn't tell people this stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't tell you who my parents are." But I lived in a really small town, so people knew. Like, we were the pupas. They were like, "Oh, that you're like." When I went to school, they're like, "You're another pupa." Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, they're like, oh, another one. Because there's four of us. So there's my two yeah. older sisters and my See, brother and then I me. I got to be the oldest, so they, they got that. They got that Yeah, the bottom one gets that. Yeah, my little brother definitely got that. Yeah, and so I was the youngest. Another goss, yeah. Yeah, and I was the youngest, and they were just like, oh, fucking. And I didn't have a chance. Like, I was actually, for my family, I'm the only one who has done any, like, higher education. Like, I've done some college right, and stuff, right. and I've lucked into, or worked really hard, actually, what, into, yeah. like, a job I have now. But um, nobody else has even taken college courses. Do, do, why, why do you think that you... Not saying... I also want to make it clear. I'm not putting down that any of their life decisions. I don't know. Yeah, that. yeah. No, no, no. For sure. I'm, people, I'm a high school dropout. Yeah, I'm not, for I'm sure. I'm not talking Believe shit. Me, but, like, yeah. why did, why, but, like, why do you think you decided that path while they, I don't know, chose whatever they chose? Yeah, I don't know. I think part of it is just having the wherewithal to know that if you stick around here, you're going to be the same. And not that that's bad. Like my my family and I aren't bad people, but I wouldn't. I didn't want that life. Yeah. And so I like. I think I made a like conscious effort to be like, use any skill that you have to get out of here. And so when I got a job with the company I'm with now, and they said after you have six months experience, you can travel and 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 transfer to any place in the continental United States. And yeah. I was like. Oh, when I was a kid, I used to want to move to California because my my grandparents are out here. Right uh, now, this is tangible. So I literally, yeah, like, yeah. right away, like, emailed my grandmother and was like, "Hey, um, I'm thinking about coming to school out there and like starting fresh, and with this new company, can I come live with you?" And she was like, "If it's serious, yes. If you're gonna go to school and do things, yes. But no, because you're one of them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like. That's kind of a kind of like. And I knew that's how she was gonna react. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're coming here to fuck around, no. But if you're coming here to yeah. yeah th if yeah, this yeah, is just yeah. a vacation to get away from the family <laughs> for a little while, then no. But like, if you're gonna clean up your fucking life. And the funny thing is, at that point, I hadn't like I was still. It was to the point where like. Put it this way. When I was 16, I went to Thailand on a trip that I saved a bunch of money for with my school. Like, we did this, like, like foreign exchange student thing. And I got a tattoo when I was 16. And my mom's like, if that's the worst you're going to do, go for it. Like, that's the type of thing. Like, I'm in a foreign country. I don't speak the language. And I'm going to get a tattoo somewhere. And she's like, well, at least as you're gonna, that's the worst you're going to do. So, like, there was, the bar was pretty low for me. And so, no matter what, I was all, like, all, already the star kid. Because yeah. my brothers and sisters, who have now, for the most part, like, my sister Sarah has completely changed her life around. She's doing great. She has a couple of kids. Uh, my my brother is doing great, but my sister Jen is uh, exactly what I would worry my life would be like right now. Right. Uh, and and so those things I think drove me to be like no seeing seeing what it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, who knows? You know, I could be doing fine out there, but I I, I thrived when I got here as far as 
you know, I honestly I mean, like I meeting friends through comedy. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know a version of you where you don't have your life together. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it seems like I mean, even for one, you didn't have your life together. You still had it together for someone who didn't for have sure. it together. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Sense, for for my know? friends who were in like the medical field, they're like, "Holy shit, your life's weird." But like for my friends who are just like my everyday friends, they're like, "Dude, you're crushing it." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where I'm very cognizant of that. I always have that weird like. Uh, what's it called when? Um, oh no, I'd love imposter to have, syndrome. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd love to have my life as together as you do. And yeah, I, and yeah. I know, I know what you've accomplished isn't unreasonable for someone to set out <laughs> to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to blow too much smoke out yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and you also, you, you also do it. You know, and you, you, you're not someone who uh, like uh, you're one. Of, you're, you're one of those people, and this is gonna. This I hope this doesn't sound like a backhanded compliment, but you're one of the people that I know who. I worry won't get as far as they want to in comedy because they're too nice. Yeah, no. Because people, people are fucking animals. And when we started together, we didn't realize how vicious and backstabby and unkind people are in this community. Yeah, no. And I, not just this community, but all of Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think about that all the time because... Uh, like there's a few. We just th- wanted to tell jokes. Yeah, we want to scream out whale dicks. We want to. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like into this day, like like I've done extremely well when I go outside of LA. Like I like when I go to San Fran, when I go back to Boston, when I've gone to Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, all over. Like I do well, but I think I'm just an average white dude. Like if you saw me, I'm just an average guy with like a, a decent job, and I do comedy because I love comedy and I love writing jokes and I'm I love writing, and so uh like that I fear that all the time. Like, yeah. I put myself out there all the time, but I'm like, uh, how are you going to separate? Like, I'm not a guy who's like, oh, he's going to be zany and weird. Like, no, I'm going to write jokes, like, do jokes and be, yeah, you well, know. Yeah, and you're, and you're funny. You're, you're, you're funny. Uh, and, Thank you. And, and yeah, and, but you're also, like, you're also, like, uh, you're also, like, I don't know. I don't know how you're as kind as you are at this point. At this point in comedy, <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I think, uh, and you know, too, I don't know like how when this I, hasn't broken you, yeah. broken that down at least well, a little I mean, bit. But you're you're the same person in terms of how you treat other people. Well, now I am. I mean, I did go through a wave where a few years in, when I wasn't getting booked, like everybody, like I, I got booked a ton at the beginning, and like I was really doing well, and then I had a portion where like other people were getting booked and I wasn't, and I started getting angsty. And I was uh-huh. like, "Fucking fuck these you, people!" You like, felt I'm, like everyone I'm just, else was. And I was rising. like, "Fuck everybody!" Like, I'm, just, I'm so funny. And like that, you're not funny when you are thinking that. When you're thinking like, "I'm so much funny," you're, you're not as funny as you think you are. And like that's a, like the first thing in your head. Also, just because other people are getting booked doesn't mean you would get booked on those shows. Like, and I started trying to finally reason all that out. And I was like, "Dude, just keep writing, enjoy yourself, enjoy comedy, and you'll figure it the fuck out." Yeah. But I did go through a spell where I got super depressed and like. So I was we didn't like, talk as much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were, you, so you were depressed and dealt with your shit. And like, I'm very much like, oh, I'm gonna keep tabs with my friends when they're having rough times. But when I'm having a rough time, I just shut everybody out. Yeah. And so I just don't talk to anybody. And so I had a few friends in comedy at that time, but there were the type of people who wouldn't check in on me. Yeah. So like, those are the people I surrounded myself with at that time because I was like, they're not gonna bother me. They're not gonna ask how I am. They're just gonna let me do my shit. And so I just like kept all this angst and everything, and I I don't know what happened. I think it actually started with the ultra running. When I started running more and working out more, it helped me like work. Like I'm spending ten hours out on the trail by myself. I think it let me like unfuck my brain to the point where I was like, "Hey man, this is mostly you. Like just start like because I'm really bad about it too. Like I don't like hounding bookers. I don't like doing any of that shit. It just feels uncomfortable. I'm not a salesperson." 
Like I'm not a salesy person, so selling no, myself. Once again, you're too nice to be that kind of person. Yeah, and so like I don't like uh, I don't, I'm not the nicest person in the world. I'm not like fucking Mr. Rogers. Well, but you're like, gonna you're gonna fucking you're you're gonna you're gonna play it down. You, any any if anything, I'm being over overly complimentary with you. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're gonna shut down. Yeah. So, but I was like, wow, you saved that guy. And you're like, well, it wasn't the the steepest cliff. There was. <laughs> But, I, it was just a rock. I had to wrap my body around to brace his <laughs> fall, you know? But I, I I do think that, like, doing all that helped me, like, work all that out. And now I'm just now starting, like, I have some good tape. I'm doing it fun. I have, you know, I've been doing, like, a half hour to 45 minutes lately uh, at some spots where I'm lucky enough to, like, they book me a lot. And so I'm able to work out my stuff. And I'm writing quite a bit. And so I'm definitely in a better place now. Yeah. And so I'm regardless glad. of, like, the bookings and stuff like yeah. it's feast or famine like one month i'll have a bunch of bookings and some months i'll have like nothing and i'll just you know do you really was it really just the exercise that kind of got you to yeah yeah i mean it's, my it's, relationship too is much better lizzie uh-huh. and i are doing way better than we have um uh, and probably due to the fact that like like i used to put a lot on her like oh you're holding me back with blah blah but it was really just me holding angst like in my life yeah and so i think yeah. The dealing with, you know, I started running a bunch. I started doing that. I started writing more, um, like doing screenplays and stuff and like actually like putting my effort elsewhere when I wasn't getting booked. So even like if I like tonight, I went to the store, didn't get on the potluck, you know, like not. And like instead of like driving home, be like fucking well, so and so who barely even does comedy got up and I me. Uh, I stopped doing that as much. Yeah. Like everybody has that moment. And you, where, and yeah. No, you, know, you you have. To, and I, you know, I went through. A similar, you know, a similar thing. Yeah. And when you do get booked more, then you get to be the person that everyone goes, oh, was you fucking... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, everybody has their moments. And then you have that, like, six months where you're fucking riding a high. And then you have that month where you're like, why am I not getting booked? Like, what's yeah. what's happening right now? But actually, uh, you know, the actual digging out of the depression for you just... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you too, man. Like, like, I mean, to see you now versus when we first met. Like, I know you. You're, you're. I think you're my only, per. You're the only person I'm still friends with. Yeah. Who's who's visited me in the psych ward? Yeah, I saw you at Ground Zero. You're, yeah, and it wasn't, like. Uh, I, you saw I honestly, me at Ground Zero on a good day. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I didn't see you <laughs> on your worst moment. No. But I got to see like raw Tom. Yeah. Like, like, hey, all like the like silly, hilarious Tom gossisms are gone. Right. This is just Tom. Yeah. And I think that's probably why we're as good as friends. Because I'm like, hey, are you act-? like instead of just being like Tom's being Tom, I'm like, hey, are you actually okay, or are you right, right? Are you gossiping it up right now? Like, yeah. are you are you putting extra goss on it? You know. Uh, but how are you, by the way? Oh. <laughs> Like, like, I mean, we're talking about me, but like, how are you? How are you? I mean, everything's dying, but outside of that, how are you? <laughs> you know? Just the, the, the genuineness of like, <laughs> I just realized we've been talking about me this whole time. And I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know we're supposed to talk about me, but also I'm sure people are like, like, how are you doing? Like, I mean, you've gone through some shit. Like, I know, like, it's all about leaving the tribe, but like. You were in like you know mental like hospitals. I'm sure like all the people who know like you've dealt with psych wards and everything. Yeah, you've done all that, and you, I mean, through one way or another, you've been able to stave that off. Like, what's right. working for you right now? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's you know, I think, I think another thing. Well, I'll relate it back to what you were talking about with the running. It's not even just it. Like the exercise releases endorphins. It changes your brain chemistry. 
and that has a huge effect. But the other thing, it also gave you it gave you a different thing that you have the freedom to do, and you did it. Yeah, knowing like this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like I'd always I'd always get so mad at my mom because she was like, "You have to set goals. You have to set goals. You have to set goals. You have to set goals." And now I'm looking at other family members of him. Like you gotta, you gotta set some fucking goals. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and you know, it's it's keeping it's keeping busy. It's you know, you know. So are you good? Like with like a so are you one of those people who like has a list and you check off the list like in your head? Like you're like I did this, I did this, I did this. I feel accomplished no, no, today. No, no. Here's the thing. Like I don't how do write, you do it? I don't write anything down. No, no. no but I, that's what I said. In the, like in and your I, head. I wait. I, I wait for the last the last twenty four hours, and then I scramble chaotically and it absorbs the next 24 hours of the shit that I have to get done and I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm actually trying to break that habit of getting more organized cuz you know for the people you know the people the, the listeners at home that go hey you missed some weeks it's because it's it, that's exactly what it yeah. is is and sometimes it's not my fault sometimes there's been issues with the uh, you know the gear and the SD card and things got actually deleted and stuff like that but most of the time it's due to lack of uh, organization when i miss a week of this okay and uh, you know so i'm doing you know it's it's weird cuz you know mean boys ended yeah uh my weekly had a weekly room that ended mm mm-hmm. Uh, my relationship ended. It's been it's been a lot at one. Yeah, it's time. been a year. It's been oh no, that was all in the last two weeks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was all within Jesus all within five Christ. days of yeah. each other. How? <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to ask you <laughs> off mic about the relationship because we haven't even caught up on that. Yeah, oh, I, I don't even know if you knew I was in one. I did. I knew you were dating somebody for a while, and like so first you were like dabbling with like talking to some people, but then you were in like a serious like yeah. thing where you really liked some girl. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how long it lasted, but I know it was in the last like what was it like within a year that you guys weren't together for a long time. It was like a few months, no, right? No, you were yeah, talking yeah, for yeah. a while, yeah, and then it like yeah. developed into something, yeah. And now it's nothing. But we, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't have to get. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just we're, we're yeah. We're just, no, it, it's nothing, and it it, you know. it 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 stinks. But it's also like, uh, I mean, I learned a lot. I learned yeah. a lot from that, and it's also like, oh, that's the kind of person that, you know. Uh, I, I didn't know what I, I didn't know what I kind of wanted out of a relationship. But I was yeah. Like, oh, minus a few things that ended up with it not working out. Yeah, but you learned from it. Now I do know yeah, yeah. what like that's the kind of person minus these you know two things that okay. is the kind of person I've never felt that way leaving a relationship before. So it was very uh. That's good. Yeah, it was very. It was. It was. Uh, it was it was healthy. It's weird. It's weird. You, yeah, you know it's a healthy breakup. You're the first person on the show uh, who like. Ah, no, that's not true. I was gonna say you're the first person that I know. I know too well to. Do. You know what it is? Is we don't have many serious talks. Even our serious talks, we start busting each other's balls. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so this show, we usually like. I usually get very serious with people. Yeah. Keith, me and him have a very, very serious conversation. Yeah. As well as, of course, we bust balls. So it's easier. We we've never even even you, you I mean you brought levity into the fucking mental hospital when you visited me. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, good. You're good at keeping it light. So it's hard. It's hard for me to really just fucking claw that goddamn darkness out of you that I know you. You're, you're constantly running off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you keep it. You keep it away. Keep it at bay. Like as long as it's uh, you know beyond arm's length, I'm I'm good. Yeah. You know, but I mean, everybody. I don't know if you if you follow any kind of like ultra running or ultra like athlete people there's something there 
There's oh, always yeah. like there's a reason why like there's I mean when you get to like 60 miles in that you call it like the pain cave because like you literally right. go into this like this like hey can can I handle this and then you go numb. Yeah. So it's probably like you you grew up Buddhist like what they would think of as like meditation but it's like sure. moving meditation. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't call it that because my brain doesn't isn't like I'm not like higher thinking like that. I just yeah. go I'm fucking in the pain it's cave. You, like you, I just deal so, with it. You're so inter- even when you have demons, you just put them in a wig and you just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just put them in a box and leave them there. Like yeah, I mean, you know, my girlfriend that probably has to deal with it the most because she lives with me. Right. But outside of that, like I, I keep things behind the, the closet doors. You keep it in there. Yeah. Because who the fuck wants to deal with that guy? I don't. I don't even like that guy. So, like, who wants well, to? No meet one. Him? No one should like. The bad version of themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you accept uh, it, and then you figure out a way around. Yeah, being that person all the time. Yeah, no, and uh, we should we should probably start wrapping up. Yeah. we also have we also have off air discussion to yeah, catch up and shit for to sure. do. But but I mean, I guess I mean, and this has come up before on the show, but the idea of kind of the the you know, you uh, basically were like, I, I found a new environment. Yeah, and it was better. And what's funny is before doing the show, I was always I was thought that I was kind of uh, that mentality was kind of bullshit. There's yeah, a lot of no. people, and you know where I think it comes from. I think a lot of people with addiction issues try to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mantras and shit. Like you're like, oh, none of that works. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and then you find things that work for you, right? And it, like it's no longer bullshit. It's just like you're not doing that stuff. You're doing your stuff, right? Well, you're the second person where you're just like, yeah, I was in an environment that was just really bad for me, and I just had to kind of let it go and find one that's healthier for me that yeah. I'm excited about for sure. Yeah, and it's weird. It's weird to me that it works, but it does. You been here for what six years seven years yeah yeah i'm going on seven years so it 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 works and you're one of the healthiest people that i've met you're one of the kindest people i've ever met you're one of the smartest people that is you know agrees to be friends with me (laughs) (laughs) i I, I don't know about that but i would say uh yeah i said one of yeah yeah don't don't get ahead you know but we'll take it well i'll I'll take you know uh i'll take that compliment but but yeah man yeah i mean it's it's but it does. I guess there is some validity to that in terms of. I think I. You know what I. Th- and I think it's where it comes from. And I think it's where I got caught up on it. Is I think when addicts make that move, it doesn't work. But you're not. A, you're not an addict. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. My parents were addicts. Uh, people in my family are still addicts. So I know I have addictive personality. But I don't like. I won't overdrink too often. I won't overdo. Like I. I don't do any drugs. Like I yeah. can't do. I know I can't do that. So, like, I channel everything into something that I can mold into something that's healthy-ish right. and helps me feel good. Well, here's another question. How do you keep separate from, because I think a lot of people also fall into this, but, like, they have addiction issues. You haven't. They have had your family, you know, they've dealt with all sorts of issues that you've ended up not being able to do. And I think part of that comes from the idea of you, you've you kept your narrative separate from your families. And I think a lot of people struggle with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But you've... You seem like since from a young age you've mm-hmm. been able to do that, and how and how do you maintain uh, that? And I I think there is this healthy fear that I'm only a few steps away from becoming that. Uh-huh. So I think I always have in the back of my head, no matter how well you do, you 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 come from this. And not even think that I think that that is a bad thing. Like, I'm proud of where I come from now. Like, I was ashamed of it when I was a kid because, like, I was like, oh, my God, everybody's going to find out I'm poor. Everybody's going to find out about my parents. Right. Like, I used to have this weird thing about, like, like oh, my God, people are going to meet my family. And, like, my family are just normal people. But, like, I saw them as this, like, demonic, like, thing because, right. like, I bastardized, like, like how like how people were going to perceive them and worried so much about my perception that uh, – 
and I've just recently come to grips with that. Like my family are like good people. They mean well. They're good like, people. Like nobody like sets yeah. out to be bad people. They um, they were not ready for whatever it was. Yeah, they exactly. They didn't handle and, their yeah. problems well. Yeah. And that reflected on my life. Sure. But now I think looking back and I know it for sure, like financially, like I'm always striving for more because I'm worried that I could become like I could become destitute. Like I could and I'm not great with money. Like it's something I've dealt with like better as that I get older. That actually really surprises me. Yeah, I'm horrible with it, but my girlfriend's great with it. So I've like adapted to be like, okay, like I see what she's doing. I need to like do a little bit more of that. And so I've gotten much better as I get older, but I never had that, you know. So I think just always keeping that healthy. Like, hey man, you're not above any of this stuff. You're not better yeah, than this right, stuff. Right. You've just adapted. Yeah. And so just keeping that in the back of my head, I think, has kept me healthy. A healthy fear, I'd say, has kept me uh, on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Well, and and my next question, because you brought this up, you mentioned like looking at you know your you know your upbringing and the flaws there, and your the you know the the mistakes maybe your parents made, and forgiving them is is kind of what it sounded like that you you, you forgave them and you yeah whether for you sure did or didn't you let it go yeah no for sure I mean my dad and, and that's I, didn't I I'm I, I mean I don't know if you've really seen the side of me not necessarily direct to my parents but in general I don't let things go with people yeah and I didn't either I literally how the fuck did you do that so I that I, was I, one of the things we had in common is yeah yeah <laughs> no I I just realized I was like carrying around this rage and this anxiety was making me feel sick like. It was so much anger and like hostility that I had in me every single day. But like I had a good job, I was doing all the right stuff, so nobody could see it. But it was taking a toll. Like I would lash out like with my girlfriend, and I would like get angry like at irrational times. And I was like, "Who the fuck? What is this?" And I was like, "Oh, just let it go, man. That shit's most of it's in the past. Yeah. And what's not is like my parents aren't going to change. They're who they are." Like cognitive dissonance, they're who they are right now. Like they're not going to change who they are. Once you're learned behavior, you're not going to change it. Um, my dad has actually like done leaps and bounds what he beyond what he's done. And like me hating my dad right now isn't going to stop the fact that he like physically abused my mom when I was a kid. Like that's not going to stop. But knowing that he has changed like over time, and like realizing that like he was not dealing with like he probably hated parts of himself and like he was taking it on everybody else and like he was unhappy with he, where he was with life and like all like take into account like everything that they were probably dealing with and that I was just a byproduct and like the anger towards me or like not taking care of me was like a byproduct of that allowed me to let it go same thing with like prior relationships or friendships that have like gone past like I've like used to harbor resentment with people and I've just been like fucking let it go like even comics who i like used to be like fuck that guy like i don't have the energy for that shit anymore because yeah it just dragged me down to the point where i wasn't having fun doing comedy i wasn't having fun running i wasn't having fun like at work i just was like shutting down but i keep up a good front so people are like oh andy's doing fine Andy's doing fine but internally i was just dying slowly and getting super depressed and so finally i was just like fucking let it go man like I think what most people get from like therapy, I just woke up one day and was just like, fucking, you're a miserable prick. <laughs> like, yeah. just knock it off. And yeah. I, it didn't happen overnight, but like, I like allowed one thing to let go and let go of another thing. Right. And I'm not, gr- I still, I mean, believe me, I still flip the fuck out occasionally. Oh, as, but yeah. I've just finally like been able to compartmentalize things and been like, just let shit go, man. You're going to be better off. And uh, I have, dude, I've had way more opportunities recently. You know, this new podcast that I'm doing, like yeah. all of that came about once I stopped being a fucking, like, like hating myself. Yeah. Like, because you, 
you harbor all this and you hate yourself and like nobody like like you're just hurting yourself and once i came to the realization i'm like nobody gives a fuck about you you're hurting you and like i used to go to shows and think everybody hated me i'd go to like the store and be like everybody fucking secretly hates me and i'm like they don't even fucking know who you are what is yeah. your deal and once i finally stopped like harboring most of that fear and resentment i just i just let it go so i think you just pick something pick something that's easy pick somebody who like really isn't that bad who just maybe like you guys just misunderstood each other and just let that one go mm-hmm. and just like work that way all the way up and to your work, parents. Work, like, work, yeah, you know, work, like start, work backwards. Start small. And work, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I mean, that's, 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 uh, but that took 32 years to get to. So good luck, you know, <laughs> how, 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 how <laughs> here's how I did it. They'll watch you fail. So how, how old are you? I'm 26. Yeah, so you got a couple of years. <laughs> and I got a lot more resentment to build still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just let's go some more and you get new stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not resent, I'm not, I, I feel like I've worked through a lot of my resentment in a lot of areas. There's still, there's still some, there's still some people I'm definitely pretty pissed at. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's for sure. Definitely, you, you know what it is? The people, the people that I really care, the people I really care about, are the people I know care about me. I've definitely let it go. Yeah, and that's good. It's the, it's the malicious people or the selfish people or stuff. That's where I start to have a difficult time with. Yeah, and you just got to realize that like. How much do those people impact your life? Is it worth carrying that around every day? Yeah, and weighing they're yourself still, because down? they're still impacting. You, you know, when you think about it and you dissect it and you reassess yeah, it. Yeah, you're letting them fuck with you way more, past continue, when they yeah. they don't even know they're fucking with you anymore. They don't even know you like they might yeah. not even know you exist anymore. They're not thinking about Tom Goss, but you still have that hatred that it's bringing you down, and they haven't thought about you in how long? Right, and that's part of the reason you hate them. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so well, like, and it's also it's also know? so it's I think it's so funny for me, and I don't know if you relate to, to this. But like, I've let go of any any. I wouldn't say any, but most anger of like getting molested. Yeah. But I still think about this guy in the stupid shirty war, and I just start hating him for the sh- like. Yeah, the, the anger is like that kind of stuff is deep seated. I mean, there's shit that I'll never like unpack fully because I'll never go to a therapist because like I just can't bring myself right, to talk to somebody. Right. I'll rather go for like a hundred mile run and like break my you feet. You can do both. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, I think eventually, eventually you're going to get injured. Yeah. Eventually I'm going to have to go talk to somebody, but I think until then I you like, should, you can pack some of that stuff away. Yeah. Um, but if you, the problem you is, can pack it, but it's still there, but and the problem, you'll, you'll work mm-hmm. on through some of it, but it's like, th- there's the, shit that's helpful. You know, Yeah. the problem is when you pack away that much stuff, then you end up fucked up. Like when you keep packing it away and stop yeah. doing that, then you have the issues, which is where I was at. And I was like, oh, fucking, you're ready for that cliff. You're just going to fall. And uh, I was just like, eh, stop doing that. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. Well, well shit. can you, can you, uh, can you, once again, work, work, your podcast, working people? Yeah, find yeah. You, so, uh, check me out uh, on Instagram, um, The Running Joke. That's probably the most active thing that I have. Uh, and then I, I'm on Facebook. It's Andrew Pupa. Do you, do you have a Twitter? Yeah, Andrew Pupa. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then Viral Load is my podcast. You can see that at Viral Load Podcast on Instagram, Viral Load Podcast on Twitter, uh, Facebook, everything. Uh, yeah. We're on all streaming services. Um, but yeah, and yeah. we have a bunch of no, new episodes every, coming out. So every everyone and everyone should go follow and- Andrew. Is, Andrew is he's you're, you're really the only person who's seen me in. You're familiar with the in between old me and 
Yeah, you've allowed me. Like you've allowed one of like one carryover. Well, you were you were yeah you were <laughs> what the, you were in the carryover and you were also you were there you were there. Uh, yeah, I mean you 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 know you, timing wise, just no one no one else was. I mean, it was yeah, it was yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you. I mean, you were there for me in an incredibly dark time. Yeah, and and, and once again, that's not that's not something that that fucking most people do. Well, and I mean, but the big thing is too is like you've done the same for me. Like, but you don't. Well, I would have avoided it. Obviously. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. but like you're doing the same thing for me as far as like like you've had you've had you've done well in comedy. Like we can both agree with that. You've done well. I, the, I don't well, know if just, well yes, is just, the don't skirt it. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, you you are like me when I say that you, when you say that I'm nice I'm like fucking shut up and when I say that you're good at comedy you're like ah, bah, 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 bah. but no <laughs> you are but you're friends with like bigger comics like I don't tend to fraternize that doesn't mean anything no though. no but what what I'm saying is I don't tend to fraternize with other comics a lot like I, I, I that's one thing I'm really bad about I shut down when I'm around people and I just hang with the people I know um, but you've like even though you're surrounded by all these other people you're like hey Andrew you're still funny I'm still friends with you yeah and so like I appreciate that. Like, yeah, there's some people well, who, not everybody, you don't realize that in the L.A. scene, not everybody's like that. Not everybody keeps tabs, oh, no, not I, everybody keeps friends, I, not everybody does that. Yeah, no. So, I, I, it's appreciated. You, you, what, you think because I had a almost successful podcast that ended, I was going to just cut you out? Like, what are you No, what are you, it's just, honestly, it's just, I mean, shit happens. Like, people move people on. People get big heads. Yeah, yeah, People get sure. big heads, you yeah. know, uh, you know, and there's very, I think there's very few people there, there. You know what? There, are, there are people out there that are that you wish you'd have more of a connection with because you can tell they're good people, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and there, there are acquaintances that you love seeing and that you wish you were closer with. There's plenty of those people for me, and then there are people. There, there are also, but the, and then there are people who are become good friends, and also people. There's a difference between like a good friend and also people who fucking try to help retrieve you out of the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And do it in a healthy, uh, you know, a healthy way too. You weren't sure. at no point overbearing. You were, uh, the, you know, you were. You, when you thought I was doing something dumb, you were like, yeah, "That's yeah. not a good idea. It's your life." You were, you were, you were there for me at a time that I really needed it. And yeah, no. I well, and now that you. we've uh, compliment jerked each other off for the yeah. last five minutes, welcome to the jerk. Yeah, thank le- you. Yeah, uh, leaving, leaving the jerk sesh. Yeah, uh, leaving yeah. the jerk sesh. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate. No, it. absolutely, absolutely, man. I'm, I, I wanted to get you on one of these uh, for a long time, so I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to do it, and cool. uh, people should absolutely follow him and listen to the podcast. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a list. I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, man. All right. Take care.